0: I liken where we're at now to like the gold rush where um, I think there's going to be opportunities for people that are selling the picks and the axes and the barrels and you know everything that's storing the gold to come in and help teach these organizations how to use it. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts and read stuff. You know, Office 365 rolled out, Copilot. You can buy it now for yep. 30 bucks a user, but there's no instruction on how to use it to craft a prompt, to get the most out of Word, or to analyze your data.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Banking on Disruption podcast. I'm Fred Cavena. Our episode will be a little different this week. As those of you who work in the Salesforce ecosystem know, last week was fiscal year-end for Salesforce, and for many of the partners who support the ecosystem. Between that and my participation in an SKO this week, schedules did not line up for us to bring you an interview. So this week, join us for a quick takes only episode featuring Josh, Eric, and I. This week, we discuss job trends, including news from Josh about the recent jobs report and Eric's observations from recent layoffs at Fiserv and elsewhere. We also can't help but discuss AI. This week, we tackle deepfakes with a story about a $25 million transfer that was fraudulently authorized using deepfake AI. While you're listening to our podcast, why not take a moment to follow us on LinkedIn at the Banking on Disruption podcast and on Instagram at at Banking on Disruption. Now sit back and strap in because our show is coming to you right now and welcome to quick takes. This week you've got a couple of really interesting topics. The first one is a little bit of contradictory information out this week on some jobs data. So Josh, you're the residents jobs expert. What do you what did you see out there?
2: Well, yeah, it's I, it's only contradictory because one of the things that we will also be talking about is is there a reduction going on right now in banking and finance and is AI having an impact on that reduction at all? So the general the general report said that the three month moving average has grown quite a bit. It's now two hundred eighty nine thousand, and I I want to say that it was like three hundred fifty three thousand new jobs in January. That's that's really strong. Like those are that's excellent insane. Number. Yeah, those are yeah. excellent numbers. Now, where are those jobs? Right, like I don't know. I mean, we can examine it a little bit more, but in greater detail, but. The reality is, is I think after a year like everybody had in 2023, what what happens? We reduce, we reduce our spend, we halt projects and everything. But the reason why you had a need for those, like the, the need for those projects to get done, like that hasn't changed. Like you still need to improve whatever it is. Like you still need to add people due to attrition. You still need to complete tech projects so that you can deliver to, you know, be, impactful for the clients that you serve. Like this stuff doesn't go away. You just, everybody halts. And we saw the same thing happen when COVID occurred, right? Remember April, everything came to a screeching halt, right? And how long did it take? About four months to to rebound. It came down, you know, I always think of like recessions and, and dips, like a tennis ball getting thrown down and depending on where you were. So like in Portland, when the GFC hit back in 08, 09, I mean, that went straight down and it bounced right back up. It was a really fast, late, steep decline. And we had sort of similar thing here. We had kind of steep and then a real slow drag all the way through 23. So I don't think that the bounce back's going to be quite as strong in the tech sector and necessarily in the finance sector right now. But the reality is, is it's good sign, beats the crap out of staying level or going down. So the actual unemployment rate right now 3.7 3.7 percent that's pretty good you know 3.7 is where where the economy sort of lives and exists fluidly most of the time and and does well right when we get up over four and into five it gets really bad and then of course there have been these times in america where it's you know been 20 30 you percent know, great depression it's like 30 percent, right so 3.7 percent is nothing to sneeze at it's really good and it's balanced because all of us, those of us who are in technology or some of us who are in finance and accounting and, and, and banking can really struggle to identify top people to perform the work. Well, the good news is, is like it's at 3.7, you can still do it, right? At 1.7, it's really freaking hard. Like that last little bit disappears.
1: Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of uh, volume in that market with 1.7 now. Now, Eric, I know you had seen some information a little bit contradictory to this around some job reductions, specifically around the, the banking industry.
0: Yep, yep. Well, let me first by saying it's good to have the band back and the the three amigos back in the saddle. So uh, it's good to have everybody back. But yeah, I'd, and over the last probably week, week and a half, I've actually had a couple of people reach out to me specifically Wanting to know because they caught when, you know, one of the big core providers in the banking space is Fiserv and they've undergone almost a 7% cut in its workforce, about 3,000 employees that have gone. And some other companies, I saw some reference to Block and PayPal and some other fintechs are letting people go. And so, you know, I talk a lot about AI and technology on LinkedIn. So everybody's like, hey, is AI starting to cause people in the banking industry to lose their jobs? I don't necessarily think that's the reason for it, although at some point the hiring might slow as people leverage AI to get more stuff done. I think anybody that follows AI is going to tell you that AI is going to make individuals more productive themselves, not necessarily replace jobs or cause people to get let go. But it's going to let us do a lot more and be a lot more productive. You know, some of what appears to be the cause for some of what's going on at Fiserv, which has impacted some of my bankers that use them as core providers because things just aren't getting done as quickly or it's hard to get support tickets. But I think they're still reeling from their acquisition of first data. And it looks like some profitability and margin pressure is going on there. And they got to make shareholders happy. So that's going on. And things have cooled a little bit as it relates to fintechs and maybe being a little bit more conservative around your advancement or fintechs realizing that maybe it's not as easy to sell into the banking space. Regulations are getting a little bit tighter. And so I think they're just tightening their belts to, you know, prepare for a little more scrutiny. But it's it's good to hear some of what Josh is talking about because that means it's, you know, maybe an isolated incident. To a certain extent, but I, I I don't I don't think that AI is the reason for it. and just not not yet, at least. Maybe a year from now, the robots will take our jobs. <laughs> well, and I, I don't know. I don't I, I
1: did agree with you. I don't know that it's necessarily a hundred percent AI driven. I'm curious because the what I think I've seen, and definitely want to see both of your opinions on this, is you know, in technology, and I I put Fiserv in that bucket and Salesforce and some of the other ones that we've seen, you know, tech layoffs, the the trend that I've seen is, you know, the layoffs have been primarily around people in sales that are maybe not at the top of the game, people that provide unpaid support, right? So not like the, the people that are on and supporting people that have paid support plans, but kind of that free level of support. And then some of the alliances and like partnership type people. And I've seen that, you know, kind of, you know, in a lot of technology companies. And I don't know if Fiserv is cutting from those ranks or if they're cutting from elsewhere, but I think it's a little bit of like a shift. It's a shift in, you know, some of these jobs that probably either overhired or companies are just in a position where they're like, we're not going to provide as much support that doesn't have a paid contract associated with it and so those jobs are leaving and then from josh's you know thomas on the job report they're just being replaced with other different kinds of of roles you know maybe in some cases those are paid paid support those are you know people working on implementation projects and then probably stuff you know obviously way outside of technology and banking but i don't really know much about anything else so i know what do you guys think
2: I'll jump in real quick about the AI. AI is costing people's jobs. Period. It is, right? I mean, like you don't want to be a you don't want to be a writer. <laughs> you know, I, I had someone <laughs> so, someone I know ran a business plan the other day. It took her several hours working with AI with business plan AI specific plugins, and it saved her thirty to forty hours of work right? So you don't need an MBA now to write a business plan, a good one. You might need an MBA to determine whether or not it's actually viable. So you can still make some significant mistakes, but when it takes away the legwork, it's significant. Or how about writers, copywriters? I mean, you can teach AI, you know, I used a plugin the other day to work on something and it was just like a general writing one, right? Like I've already trained AI to, to know how to write an email that sounds like me and things like that. But you, you know, you can just get this little plugin, and it's like a general writing plugin, and it's amazing what it can do. It's but
1: so best. my, my question off? to yeah, my question to you is this, and and I think that, I mean, I and I, I do a lot of stuff like that too, but like I I use AI to help me generate content, but. I wasn't writing, I wasn't hiring a copywriter before. Like, I didn't go fire a copywriter because of AI. Or the person you, that's gen- this, right. Well, I'm, but I'm saying, like, the, the person that generated the business plan, I don't know that they went and fired an MBA. Like, potentially, you know, there's some jobs that are not being created by people that are starting to do new things that they can mm-hmm. do with more leverage with AI. But I don't know that I agree, and I don't know that you're saying it either, that people are actually getting laid off today due to mass adoption of AI. I don't think I've seen that.
2: Right. I'm just looking at something right now that's uh, from from CNBC, not my favorite news portal, but AI job losses are rising, but the numbers don't tell the full story. Basically, it's saying that layoffs are, are happening as a result of the current generation of AI it will lead to mass unemployment likely for certain for certain people but like most most evolutions of technology especially like really dramatic ones like the internet or uh, smartphones or now ai and we can go back to you know past you know move through the iron age all the way up right and the reality <laughs> is is it's always like it's always like people adapt there's always a shift and there's an adjustment period Right. And so we're going to go through that. I I had someone who wrote a book about AI. It was AI. They wrote, they co authored a book called Chat GPT for Salesforce Developers. It's on Amazon. And nice people. Great episode, by the way. Thank you very much. And, you know, one of the things that I, I asked them point blank I said, right now, if you know AI, it wasn't in your job description, but you're adapting, you're learning it, and you're utilizing it you're going to be at a certain advantage for a period of time right until it becomes like mandatory for people to know this skill set the way a salesperson might be a great salesperson but if the company has to teach that person how to use salesforce versus that person how to use salesforce and all things being equal they're going to take the person who knows the product right probably same with banking right. software so you know there's there's going to be, but now we've got this little window where if you are like you or me or eric and you're using it there's going to be some sort of advantage by being an early adopter and but his prediction was that within a year it's really going to become mandatory if you're walking in the door and you know i know it's the a banking show but like if you're walking in the door say as a salesforce administrator and you don't know how to you want a quick and easy flow right you can crank it out and, and get it and then, or test what you did. Is this thing going to work, right? Run it up the flagpole and see, you know, if, if you're not doing that, yeah, your efficiency is going to go down and there's going to be someone chomping at your heels, ready to take your place. And when that happens, and they're going to take it for less money and they're going to be more effective. And so regardless of how it's going to impact or will impact the ecosystem, everyone's got a phone, everyone's got a computer now. I think it's going to find its
1: level, right? It's, it create, it's going to be I, like putting a Microsoft Word proficiency on your resume. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. It, it, every everybody's going to know how to use AI. Mm-hmm. Is kind yeah. of a you know. What, yeah. what do you and think, they, Eric? You're going to use it whether they know it or not, too. You, That's the other. Side. So
0: you're telling me I need to take Office Microsoft Office off of my resume as a as a skill set. You, you might
1: it? you might want to. Yeah. Is that what I heard? To, okay. Yeah. yeah. I Pro- proficient I tell, proficient in
0: email. They
2: come right off too. Yeah, exactly. I, I must tell at can, least one person a week to stop putting that on. It's like wow, just <laughs> not, just that's not. Yeah.
0: I you know I play in the smaller community bank sector, and a lot of these banks are still afraid, I guess, or tentative. I, I I'm seeing some that have said nope, we'll never allow it. I've seen some that'll be like yep, and then some are, you know, are you using it? And they're like yeah, but I haven't really said anything, and nobody's told me to stop. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I liken where we're at now to like the gold rush where um, I think there's going to be opportunities for people that are selling the picks and the axes and the barrels and, you know, everything that's storing the gold to come in and help teach these organizations how to use it. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts and read stuff, you know, Office 365 rolled out Copilot You can buy it now for yep. 30 bucks a user but there's no instruction on how to use it to craft a prompt to get the most out of Word or to analyze your data. Hot in, off the presses. In, yep, hot off the press To analyze your data in Excel or the best way to actually do a PowerPoint, it doesn't teach you that. There's, there's nothing there. And so as an agency, what we're trying to do is to figure out how can we maybe not necessarily do all of that for our customers, but teach them how they can do it And then we remain part of that, because I think the vendor marketplace is the marketplace that could potentially be disrupted the most if you don't shift. Like if I don't learn how to teach the banks to do this and remain relevant so they rely on me, they're gonna do their own SEO. They're gonna do their own copywriting. (laughs) They're gonna go to AI and say, build me a website. Now to build a bank website, that's probably beyond the scope of what AI can do. But there are things that we do today that, in all honesty, if somebody knew what they were doing in artificial intelligence and the tools that are available, they could they could replace. You know, they're not going to get 30 years of banking experience like they get when they work with me to be able to refine the prompt and to be able to really uncover what it really needs to say. Mm-hmm. But you could get 60, 70 percent of the way there. And to some banks, that's good enough. And yeah. so, no. yeah, yeah. So Yeah, so that that makes a lot of sense.
1: The, the thing you told me, or the thing you said, that was like the most striking to me was, you know, some of them say, "Oh, we're never going to use it," and I just keep thinking, "What? You, you don't, you don't have Office, you know? What, what is your CMS system? They're not baking, yeah, right. they're not baking it in, you know, your 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 content management, your your different systems. You're going to have the AI is going to be there in the year, whether you choose to use it or not. Now, maybe they're yeah, not yeah. pointing it. At their core, and they're not doing transaction analysis with AI, yeah. and and they can they can wall that off. But all the other software that they buy is going to have some component of AI. So it's coming. Absolutely, it is one way or here. the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you.
2: And something here's too, and, and go for it. I was just going to say look I think that there's going to be a, a significant impact on the freelance market you know there's about 18 million freelancers out there that are doing graphic yep. design illustration yep. artwork these poor sots who who bent their bent over backwards to go out and get an art degree are are like without a doubt I was an art major I can speak about this stuff they're going to perk right when you can get yep. through the a gig economy comes, a logo a logo that you want Artwork for your, you know, illustrations that would might cost you two fifty per image, right? For your website, things like that. I mean, it's it, it's incredible what you can do right now, and I promise you, these people are, are going to feel it if they're not already.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. I would say another way that the banks are feeling the AI is in deep fakes, and and I love, uh, yeah, right. I love it. It's not funny. Shouldn't, shouldn't laugh about it. But Beautiful. I love the the story of how twenty five million dollars funny. How good this must have been to like get through and get somebody to let loose of twenty five million. But I don't want to like yeah. I don't want to take your thunder, Eric. So tell yeah, me a little bit about he- that story.
0: Let me round up the thunder. So, you know, there's always been talk about, well, when the video comes out and how are you going to know and, you know, buckle up, folks, we get into the election cycle. Who knows what Trump and Biden and anybody else is going to, quote, say or do or claim online because I don't know what you can trust. But there is a situation, an instance that was reported. So in, in Hong Kong, there was a deep fake that it was a video with audio that the the employee thought that they were actually talking on a video call to the finance person and wired transferred twenty five million bucks out of the account. Total deep fake. Yeah, this is like Ocean's
2: now. fifteen, basically. This is totally yeah.
0: yeah. Where's Where's George <laughs> Clooney and Brad right, when you need them, right?
1: So, yeah, yeah. They, and, and they, they only needed one. They only needed one guy with AI. They didn't need thirteen.
0: Exactly, uh, and, exactly. And whoever was and, doing
1: all the deep fake stuff. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. And I, and you know, I was on a marketing forum discussion today and I talked about that and everybody's eyeballs kind of, you know, there's so many positives that AI does, but like with any evolution, you know, there's there's the the good side of the coin and the bad side of the coin and this is the bad side of the coin. And we were talking about, you know, it just was a year ago or so the 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 call them the grammar schemes on, on banking where, you know, somebody calls, talks to grandma, Hey, it's Eric. I'm in a prison down in Mexico. I'm going to give you my attorney, but if I don't get $10,000 wired, I'm going to have to stay in the prison. And, and it sounds like Eric, you think that it's Eric, this is the next level. And so I don't know. And, 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 and here you are
1: putting your voice sample out on the internet
0: for everybody. to yeah, hear. Totally. Exactly. I mean,
1: you can't, you better not tell anywhere. grandma. Tell grandma, I'm not going to Mexico. Tell grandma. grandma. Yeah. Well, they're doing it you in the movies. you can take a sampling I mean,
0: of 30 seconds, and yeah. boom, it's done.
1: Boom.
2: Yeah, it's it, like it's happening in in cinema. I mean, there's there's a lot of things going on in in Hollywood about this, right? Where yep. people have sold their image. You know, they've just like signed their their image away to these companies. Now these companies can go ahead and and basically. Have the actor in a film without paying them because yep. they've already yeah. sold their image. You know well, that's they, they've They've that's already.
1: Incredible. I mean, arguably, they've already paid them once, right? Like they they've paid for a license to use them indefinitely, mm-hmm, and yep. you know, there will, will there will there always be somebody to beat you to the bottom of the market. I think some of the ways I've seen it in kind of a cool way in the cinema, and and I don't watch a lot of like foreign films or, or like reverse American films in other languages, but now for instead of overdubbing movies with other voices, they're taking the actual voice of the actor, mm. running it through a processor and having it come out in Spanish or yeah. Portuguese or, or whatever. That's pretty Which cool. I think, I think that's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's funny. I, my hearing so crappy, right? Cause it, because of these things, too many years of that <laughs> and, and too many years of talking on the phone with a headset. For those you know, of you that are listening,
0: years. he just showed us his drum set, by the way, just as an FYI, <laughs> right. painting the visual picture. <laughs> right. Yes. right. Yes. Hey, this yes. Is...
2: <laughs> Well, now I forgot what I was going to say, but.
0: No, like, while what you're hearing, I, I was probably closed captions. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, wants... it's, it's not
2: really yeah. relevant, but just like we want, like we're old now, like it's subtitles are on. Like always.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. And and once in a while we'll be like, Oh, this you know, whatever, we're gonna watch The Matrix, like turn off the subtitles, like it's so visual, or John Wick or something like that. And then it's like, no, nope, can't hear. No, nope. put it put it back on. <laughs> put it back on. It's just all gunshots it's like Fifteen and, you know,
0: seconds, you know. <laughs> machine guns, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So But I you know, I got to thinking and I and I commented on a post where it was mentioned about this. And, you know, one of the low tech solutions that and I don't have children, so I don't have dogs that give safe words, but kids with or parents with kids, you know, giving their children a safe word. So if somebody comes to pick you up at school or they say, hey, your mom and dad, you know, we've got a safe word that we use for the family. You know, it's like our secret password. And if somebody doesn't give you our secret password or safe word, then don't get in the car. Don't trust them. And something along those lines. Needs to be developed. So yeah, it looks just like me. It sounds just like me. But you know what? If I tell the three of you in a private conversation that I have a safe word, and you get a message from me and it's not using my safe word, then it's a deep fake, or it likely is a deep fake. And you know, but well, it's, how do you then? It's communicate like your account's doing
2: a phone pin. Yeah, it's just sending a code to yeah. your phone.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I think the security industry is going to have to figure that out because, you know, I use 1Password for all of my password management. You know, does that need to step ahead and provide another layer of authenticity, two-factor authentication? You know, you can spoof a caller ID. We had a bank say that a customer got a phone call, it came up with a bank caller ID, and the person used a lot of psychological trickery. Yeah, yeah. To get that customer to come into the bank to take a lot of money out and put it in a Bitcoin machine and avoided it. The banker even said, you know, this doesn't sound right. Are you sure you really want to be doing this? And, you know, for whatever reason, they convinced this person that the bank had something shady going on and they needed money sent to them. And, you know, so being an advocate and preaching and trying to share just examples and situations when stuff like this happens and talking about it so that there's awareness Because I guarantee you, we all have probably parents, friends that are gonna see stuff that's gonna hit the internet when this election cycle comes along and they're gonna swear to God that that's the real deal. That really happened. That person really saw that. It's already happening. It's already happening. Yeah, it's already happening now. You you can't convince them otherwise. So- Well, right. So, and there's an
2: interesting thing about that, right? So when people believe something extreme, when they're waiting to, like, let me think of a good example. I don't know. Let, let's say someone has a, a, a belief. I, I heard this story. It was like this this woman thought for sure that the world was going to end at 4 o'clock on December 12th or some crap like that, right? And, and had convinced all these other people, right? And they all, like, gathered, and they're watching the clock tick, <laughs> waiting for the world to end. I mean, yeah. what are we? literal waste of time so they're waiting for the world to end in a room together you know talk about being lonely and you know the clock struck four and nothing happened but fortunately you know she had another realization that because they had um all believed this the, the word of whomever right this word that was channeled through her that she was that uh god decided that the you know, wasn't going to end the world that day because they'd shown so much faith. And Oh, their faith was strong. They yeah, their were faith waiting. So, they, so someone did a study around this, right? And what they determined was that when when a belief system requires faith, the deeper someone goes down, the more entrenched they're going to be. I mean, it sounds obvious, right? But the like the they will not accept other information. You cannot change the mind of someone who has already gone down a certain road. And had it disproven, so this is the trick, when it's disproven and they go, no, I believe it, I believe this anyway, that's that switch that happens. That's yeah. the thing that demonstrates that your belief systems get um, reinforced even through negative outcomes of the belief system. And then you're, what are you then? You're freaking lost, man. You're freaking lost. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've got a feedback loop going, going on in Google. Right. Go try and find, go search for something yeah. that you don't search for. Kind of like search for some I'm- political information that you wouldn't normally search for. And and I promise you it's what's going to come up is just something that's going to reinforce what you already think. Yep. hundred
0: yeah. percent. Yeah. Is that uh, I think a confirmation bias? Is that a term? well yeah so there's a feedback Something loop like which that. is an actual real
2: thing it's an algorithm that just yeah. Yeah. that's used by google and facebook to just constantly feed you more stuff that you're likely to look at longer and click on right so that's yep. that's a that's a yeah. feedback loop in tech right confirmation yeah. bias is is the idea that you've already made up your mind and so you 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 actually won't receive the information right and there yep. are people in this world who are very good visually at seeing everything like that's in a room or on a page others that glance and kind of interpret it differently and process it differently so we're all gifted with a different level of observation critical thinking wondering if that's right like it's all different depending on your personality right oh eric says he has to go okay i eric <laughs> is yeah. going to go make sure that the water levels in his lake are okay for his pontoon boat so
0: i am i got to make sure i get my boat off my lift in the summertime so i do have to scoop, but i no very, Very much enjoyed this. I'll let you guys wrap it up. You can talk all about me and I'll have to listen to what you say and defend myself on the socials after the fact. (laughs) It's great to see you guys as always. Thanks everybody for listening.
1: Quickly, quickly before you go, this is dropping tomorrow, Thursday, this the 8th of February. Is that the same day as your linked banker?
0: It is. If you are uh, listening to this hours. episode on Thursday, join me on LinkedIn for our live audio happy hour event, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Open to anybody that just wants to hop on and chat about banking and tech and whatever else is on your mind. So would love to have you join us. And uh, it's always a good time. So good luck to that event, Eric. Gentlemen, yeah, I bid you adieu. Have an awesome rest of your evening. And thanks again to the listeners. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye
2: Eric. Can't wait. You know, I, I hope that if we don't talk about Eric, that he doesn't think <laughs> when he listens to this that we're indifferent towards him.
1: <laughs> I don't I, I doubt that he will. I doubt that he will. But no, I think I think it was a good set of conversation today, especially around the jobs. Cause I know that I've especially this time of year, right after the end of, of the fiscal year end for Salesforce, I always get a lot of pings. You know, the, it's the ups and the downs, the people that get promoted, the people right. that are out looking, the people that, yeah. you know, unfortunately got laid off. So it's, it's good to know that in general, things are looking up from a jobs perspective. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always a, it was a hard, you know, it's, it's a hard cycle to go through. And it's, it's always hard. We're on the, on the outs. But, uh, you know, that strong jobs report and, you know, I'm just seeing a lot of things open up, which is fantastic.
2: They are. Unfortunately for banking and finance, the market outlook is not as great. I did a little snooping around and there's a, a market report that was released, I think, in December from, from more, uh, JP Morgan Research basically said that liquidity is going to continue to contract uh, as central banks kind of sh- shrink their balance sheet. At a, and they said they called it an unprecedented, unprecedented rate. I don't know what that means. You might know. They're going to be fairly restrictive across uh, consumer and, and 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 corporate with uh, borrowing bar, borrowing rates. I can't even talk today. And then <laughs> they're, they're also expecting just some some basically growth is going to slow. You know, all the way through 24 is what they're expecting. So, yeah, however I it, I, is, I think it I... might slow even more. I don't know if it's true. That's what the analysts say.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've 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 seen I've seen that report. I mean, I think that this is, you know, going back to a lot of the same central bank policy of trying to get like inflation under control. And we just had a yeah. Fed meeting. You know, this last week ago, and you know they indicated. You know, I, I put a a poll out on LinkedIn. Several people chimed in. I, I tended to be going into the meeting. A bit of an optimist. I was expecting them to, you know, not not drop rates, but give a stronger indication that a rate drop was coming potentially yeah. as soon as March. And their language was definitely more muted. But I think what that means is that they're still seeing indications that inflation can flare back up, which is you know a sign of of a strengthening or you know strong economy is you know the 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 price inflation. So I mean, I think that. I definitely one of the trends I've seen is like the 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 overall deposit balances, you know, in accounts is coming down. People are spending down a lot of their surplus from from covid and and some of the relief that came in, you know during that period. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's a lot of what's keeping the economy going. I still think tail end of this year, we get at least fifty bips. And maybe 75 basis points. I, I don't I don't think this is going to be a gangbuster year of like strong, strong growth, but I, I don't see this as a contracting year personally. That's, yeah. that's my
2: take. Well, that's good, man. That's good. It, you know, keep things buoyant. I also think, too, that there's been cash flow problems with companies, like a lot of companies. You know, yeah. you know, big big ones and small ones, right? Because well, one, money's more expensive, much more expensive than mm-hmm. it was. A lot of the government stuff is, as you mentioned, just now it's dried up, and so what cash they've got, they have to spend their own money, and that's a challenge for banking, right? And it's a challenge for for those organizations too, because then they're running, I mean, they're running skinny. And, and treacherously, and they're at risk of going out of business, which happens, and it's happened a lot in the last year, especially in recruiting, man. A lot of companies didn't make it. A lot of companies didn't yeah. make it. Yeah, a lot of cons- well, consulting I, firms, they didn't make
1: it. And I, I can't speak as much for, for recruiting as they can for consulting, but consulting is a business where you absolutely have to get your cash flows right. You know, you've got people, your, your product is people, and people have this weird habit of wanting to eat and not be homeless. So right. you pay them, right? You you have to pay them every every week or twice a month or however often yeah. your payroll is. And and your client, you know, you're probably on a net thirty, net sixty, you know, day. And net forty five to ninety
2: as, is common.
1: Yeah, it, it is definitely yeah. common. And and guess what? Your your day day forty five, day ninety comes and the check or the ACH isn't always there. You know, you're having to chase yeah. some of that down, especially as other companies are facing, you know, a cash flow crunch as well, it's not that the revenue is not there. It's, it's getting the money in the door. You know, you yeah. can't pay employees revenue. You've got to pay them dollars and, and yeah. certainly the consulting business, like a big part of the challenge and a big part of what I've helped, you know, the firms that I've worked at and the firms that I've, I've, I've consulted with get right is like how to, how to manage that well so that you don't end up in a position where, you can't make yeah. payroll or you're laying people off to, to, yeah. you know, save on cash. But it is, it is a tough business. It is a tough business to be in for sure.
2: Yeah. It's definitely high risk and it's high reward, right? I mean, if you can get 50 totally. to a hundred people out there working for you, like you're going to, you're going to do really well. But if it's down to, you know, if, if you're only working with five clients and one of them, you know, the, some, you know, a couple planes hit a couple towers I mean, it's, it's lights out for that business because, you know, that one client that's one fifth or one third of their revenue will stop paying. It will just stop. And you've yeah. shelled out a quarter million or half a million dollars, you know, in payroll for the prior 45 days. And you're, you're never going to see that. You might get it in five years, right? If that company that owed you the money got, gets a government bailout, which happens all the time, right? But you're not going to have it that day. And then you're then you're out. I, I remember once inheriting this one client because that happened to them. This was back in mm-hmm. 03, I think. And the staffing the uh, staffog firm just kind of like whatever. They stopped paying their people. They didn't have any money. I was a I was working at I was a division director at the time uh, for Robert Half. Got a call from a company which was a small bank. Mm-hmm. Actually, they weren't a small bank. They became part of Fidelity, but they created, they wrote software for for community banks. And for, uh, yeah, so that's what they did. And they're like, look, there are seven people. We're only going to keep a few of them. Can you payroll them? I'm like, yeah, sure. And within about a year, half that floor were my people. I pl- wound up placing 30, 35 people with them that year and, and you know, got the gold, got you know got the uh, glass trophy and the trip to Vegas All right, you, go. you are right now like the whole thing be- <laughs> because someone else didn't didn't make it work because they had cash flow problems it's the only reason why I got to stay at the Bellagio <laughs> right
1: <laughs> <laughs> else's cash someone else's cash flow problems right <laughs> well i'll be i'll be i'll be overlooking the Bellagio here in a in a short while i am uh, i am in Vegas i am not staying long enough for the big game but i do hope to get out here a little bit this afternoon and, and check out some of the pre-game events. I think the NFL's, uh, I can't, I'm not going to say the S word, but the NFL fan experience, I think, has uh, kicked off today. So I'm going to go check that out. But uh, any, uh, any thoughts on the game this weekend? Do you, you pull in for one or the other? I like them both. I'm not invested
2: with either. I mean, I grew up with with uh, you know being a fan of both the Pats and the Niners, so I want the Niners to win. Um, the Chiefs, like it's normal, right? When someone's becoming a dynasty, you, you, you know, if they're not your team, you want someone else to jump in there. but <laughs> I'd love, I'd love I'd love to see San Francisco have some success. I don't think they're gonna do it. That's my prediction, but I'd love to see them have some success. That would be awesome. Yeah, and I've yeah. I've been out in Vegas during Super Bowl weekend before, not when the you know, like it was just Super Bowl weekend. Watch right. the tables, man. those minimums go up real fast. <laughs>
1: Oh, go oh, oh. Yeah. they are no already tables in Vegas this weekend. <laughs> there there's not that many $5 tables in Vegas anyway, but there's well, definitely there done 20 this 20 years leak. ago, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. No, I I am the same way. I I'm mostly pulling this weekend for a, a good game. I, I I don't want to blow out either way. You know, push come to shove, I think I'd probably rather see Kansas City win. You know, I like Kansas City. It's it's close to home, but you know, I just want to. I want a good game. I want the refs to let him play and and not like yeah. call the game too tight and and just a fun yeah, you know, fun game. So hopefully, yeah.
2: I think the championship games are always better than the Super Bowl. Always. I mean, there's only a handful of Super Bowls that that come to mind that it was like, oh my god. I mean, one of them, one of my favorites. I can't remember the year because I'm bad with dates, but was when uh, the Pats beat beat Seattle. That was. That oh was, yeah, I remember that, that game. That was incredible. I mean. I, I literally hit the ceiling i jumped so high my kids were like oh my god we lost it it was a, uh, it was incredible. yeah so well enjoy it my For friend. It's sure. always great to be Thank on the show yep yep and well, i think i appreciate you, it. i'm, I'm going to take eric's lead i think we're going to switch our show uh, the uh salesforce career show i think we're going to switch that over to linkedin audio i think we're gonna are you yeah oh yeah.
1: very I, I look forward to it I, I missed your last one i was on a plane. But I, I usually try to make them when I can. It'll be cool to see the the LinkedIn audio version of it. When when's yeah. that change happening?
2: I don't know. Maybe on Wednesday, maybe this coming Wednesday, but it's unlikely. It might be it might be a few weeks. I've I tested it today and it seemed to capture an audience very quickly, like inside of a minute, but my audio wasn't working. So I, I don't know <laughs> how, how well, this connected and I've gotta be able to record the audio as well. So download. Yeah. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this this is this is probably too much inside baseball for the audience, but you should definitely talk to Eric and I'm happy to talk to you as well. I've been talking about like how to how there's there's some offline ways to record the audio and, and yeah. that kind of stuff that, that works pretty well. But he had an issue last month with his linked banker and, and you know we were all in there. He had like thirty or forty of us waiting for him to start and it wouldn't even let him like start it. Like he broke LinkedIn and i don't i don't i know he i think he got it fixed i don't know but or i don't even know if it was his issue or just linkedin was having an issue that day but i think i think it's a i think it's a good move i think it's definitely a better a better platform for the audience so yeah cool man so next next wednesday maybe on x maybe on linkedin yeah right uh, five five thirty eastern
2: right five thirty eastern thanks for the five thirty eastern hey
1: anytime take care
2: You too, Enjoy man. your weekend. See you. Thanks for listening, Bye-bye. everybody.
1: Bye-bye. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed episode 22 of Banking on Disruption. Don't forget, you can find show notes and a full transcript of the show on our website, bankingondisruption.com. New episodes drop every other Thursday, so we'll see you in two weeks. And in the meantime, don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at at Banking on Disruption. Until next time, this is Fred Cadena wishing you success in your digital pursuits.